What's happening, Black Healing Matters family? Danielle here with yet another episode of the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. Happy Tuesday to you. And, you know, every Tuesday here on the Black Healing Matters podcast is a day where we like to take a moment and reflect. Reflect over our history as a people. And no, not just our history starting with chattel slavery, but take a moment to discover a little bit more about who we were before our ancestors were hoarded and crowded onto those slave ships and exported like animals all over the world, particularly to North and Central America, where many of us still reside. What were we like before? What did our people, people of melanated skin, melanated bodies, what did they do before slavery? Who were they? We are going to learn a little bit more about one of the most um, powerful and well-known empires of ancient Africa. Yes, ancient Africa, before European world domination, there was African world domination. And today we're going to learn a little bit more about the Axum kingdom or Axum empire, who they were, what they did, where they were. And I'm going to kick it over to my man over at Home Team. Yes, I believe his YouTube channel is called Home Team History. And uh, he does a great job of breaking it down. So if you want to see his video on YouTube, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. Of course, you feel free to sit back, relax, and listen to the audio of that video right here coming up in just a second. And on that note, Black Healing Matters family, I love you. Stay connected with me. Of course, if you have not yet popped over to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page or even our SoundCloud page, you are welcomed. You know, you can connect with us on different different places as well, especially our Facebook group, because we do have a community there and new things coming all the time. And on that note, stay blessed, stay tuned now again to learn about the Axum Empire. Black Healing Matters. Don't worry, Ethiopia, I ain't forget about you. If there was some sort of ancient Disney world, it would probably be in Ethiopia. When it comes to the legacy of Christianity and their rock-cut churches, the constant mention of Ethiopia in ancient times, the legendary Queen of Sheba, and even the precious biblical Ark of the Covenant is believed to be in Ethiopia. Whatever these Ethiopians did, they seem to take it to the next level. Pre-Oxumite culture in the region seemed to have tremendous command over internal and external affairs. 
Their control over trade and agricultural productivity advanced a high culture that we later know today as the Kingdom of Aksum. Now at its peak, Aksum was located in northern Ethiopia, parts of Eritrea, Yemen, Djibouti, and had major influence in the region of Sudan and even Saudi Arabia. Aksum seemed to have their hand in almost just about everything. Trade with other people in and outside of Africa played a major role in the development of the Kingdom of Aksum. Like the Ajaran Empire in Somalia, these people in Ethiopia knew the importance of creating and maintaining their own currency. This made them economically independent, which is key to the success of any nation or empire. Having control of their own currency was probably the most defensive and effective thing they could have ever done for their empire. Because of this, they were considered one of the four great world powers, along with Persia, Rome, and China. Aksum even had a very strong navy that allowed them to traverse the Red Sea and control the Red Sea and parts of the Upper Nile. It helped them to advance their contact with Nubia, Saudi Arabia, and even India. Now, unlike the Ghana Empire, who was very wealthy in gold and traded it for salt, the Aksumite Empire was very wealthy in salt and traded it for other goods. Now, we tend to have a value system in Western culture that pretty much tells us the classifications of a civilization and how to measure it. And one of these measuring tools is the presence of a writing system. Based on these qualifications, Aksum passes with flying colors. One of the most unique things about the Aksumai Empire was that it had its own alphabet system called the Giz alphabet. Another unique thing about the Aksumai Empire was the presence of giant obelisks and their construction. They pretty much marked the spot of the emperor's tomb. The mere presence of these architectural structures suggests how the culture of these ancient Ethiopians influenced the architecture of ancient Egypt. It also suggests that the culture flowed up from the interior of Africa and influenced ancient Egypt. Now, one of the most prominent figures in the kingdom of Aksum was King Azana. Azana was the first king to convert to Christianity. His tutor from a very young age was actually a Christian Syrian who probably influenced him to convert to Christianity. Interestingly enough, King Azana seemed to be well aware of Greek literature and the term Ethiopian, which meant of burnt face. And so he's credited with popularizing the name Ethiopia in reference to that region, which is what we know it as today. Now, after some time, the kingdom of Aksum overran the Kushite trading powerhouse in Nubia. And this is probably where tension began between the kingdom of Kush and the kingdom of Aksum. An Ethiopian transcript found in Nubia suggests that King Azana actually attacked Nubia and was responsible for the destruction of the kingdom of Kush. But other scholars actually point to Nubia's economic decline as to the main reasons for its destruction. Now just like all empires, the kingdom of Aksum fell. Now there are multiple reasons as to the decline of the kingdom of Aksum, but according to oral history, they themselves say that the kingdom of Aksum fell because it was attacked by a queen from the south. Her name was Gudi, and according to oral history, she was a Jewish queen from the south. This African Jewish queen destroyed the Christian kingdom of Aksum. 
Now there's scant information about this queen, but scholars do agree that there was a woman leader in Aksum during this time. She's believed to have come from the Sadamo people of southern Ethiopia. It's interesting to note the impact of the Abrahamic religions and the history of Ethiopia. In my opinion, that's what makes Ethiopia so ancient and majestic and magical because it harbors so many legends and myths. What I also find interesting is the extensive history of Judaism throughout the region and how our Western world pretty much ignores them, even to this day. Ethiopian Jews have only recently been accepted in Israel today, but the acceptance of Ethiopians as a whole clearly has a long way to go. Based on all the hate this Ethiopian Israeli idol winner received, but yo, it's your boy, home team. I hope you guys learned something today. Remember to check out our project, Africans and Greek Mythology. Check out the link below. Subscribe, donate, and remember to keep it home, team, y'all. Know thyself. Remember your ancestors. Peace.